What's up, sports fans? Welcome back to the second half of our very first episode of Football Fanatics with Fernando and Forbes. I'm joined by my co-host, Fernando Doctors. I am Forbes Crowley. We're going to be talking about the AFC North during this uh, half of the podcast. We're going to be talking about the Cincinnati Bengals and do they have another run to the Super Bowl in them this upcoming year. Baltimore Ravens. We know Lamar Jackson's going to be throwing the passes, but who in the Ravens receiving core is going to be catching them? Cleveland, they got a whole lot of controversy right now that threatens to cancel out the talent that they already have on their roster. And finally, Pittsburgh, a whole lot of potential quarterback controversy, and Mike Tomlin wants to figure out who's going to be manning his team in this season. Nando, let's hop right into it. Who do you got coming in first? Who do you got coming in last? And who's who's landing right in between? So this is a tough one, um, but I'm going to go with the Ravens to top the AFC North. You know, Forbes, I think that Lamar Jackson, you know, is more than capable of pulling together an MVP caliber season. You know, he had some, he, he would miss some games due to injury last year, you know, so that was a big issue as well as, you know, the Ravens defense should be healthy by week one and they were unfortunate to go down with so many injuries. Um, you know what? I'm going to take them finishing off with an 11 and 6 record leading the AFC North at second. Who but Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals? I think they'll also actually, though, have an 11 and 6 record, but failing to beat the Ravens on the tie break there. So they will be in second place. I think that this team has, has assets. They have that, you know, that firepower that, you know, brought them to the Super Bowl. Uh, this past season I think in third place you know Forbes I mean it's really up to how much time Deshaun Watson you know misses because you know he's going to be an integral part of their offense Um, but you know what for the purpose of this assuming that he misses half of the season and he plays the second half of the season I would actually take the Browns um, to finish in third and the Steelers last. However, both finishing off with a 7-10 and 10 record. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely have a shakeup, I'd say, towards the, the bottom half of uh, my AFC North. I'm keeping, uh, keeping number one the same with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, I mean, there's no better connection in the NFL right now, in my opinion. Um, I, I don't see them in lose many guys. I see them coming back, finishing first in the AFC North with uh, one of the best records in the AFC, actually, with a 13-4 and record. Um, so that's going to be uh, – they're going to be competing, I think, for a number one playoff spot. Next, we're going to come to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I think a lot of people, like you mentioned, forget that the Baltimore Ravens were – absolutely uh, injury ridden all of last year um, I think they lost their first second and third string running backs before the uh, the season started um, you know I, I, I for one am excited to see JK Dobbins really play a season um, I think he's going to be a great great running back for them um, and a help for Lamar Jackson in the running game my biggest concern right now is the lack of receivers that um, Baltimore has they they traded away Hollywood Brown um, you know they did draft Rashad Bateman and I think he's going to be a, a good player but um, I don't think that's going to be enough to uh, get them the number one spot in the AFC North 
coming in at third, I also went with the Browns. Um, like you said, again, it's it's going to be really uh, dependent on how much time Deshaun Watson misses. Um, there are a lot of debates on how long his suspension should be, and we can definitely talk about that later. But um, I don't see them making the playoffs, um, but I do see them uh, coming in atop the Pittsburgh Steelers, coming in fourth at the AFC North. You know, I see this as a as a tough year for the Steelers. Um, I think that they could more than likely lose Deontay Johnson before or during the season. He's in the last year um, of his rookie contract. Um, they're going to struggle to have an identity at quarterback. Um, Mitch Trubisky, um, Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph are all, with maybe the exception of Mason Rudolph, kind of jockeying for that um, starting position. And I don't think it's, it's going to create a lot of cohesion for that offense. I think that they'll always have you know that good defense that Tomlin always uh, is able to put together, especially with uh, the help of Brian Flores, who's joining their defensive squad. So uh, you know there's light at the end of the, the tunnel for them, but I do think they're gonna they're gonna end bottom of the uh, bottom of the AFC North this year, and you know maybe maybe they get a couple of good draft picks out of it. So we'll see about that. Got you. So for the Ravens, Forbes, who are you taking as you know the underrated guy? you know, perhaps a difference maker that, you know, isn't talked about enough? Well, like, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I I just briefly mentioned him, Rashad Bateman, with the, the departure of Hollywood Brown. Um, and, you know, they didn't re-sign Sammy Watkins. Um, it, it's going to be tough for Lamar Jackson, um, and he needs receivers to help him out. Rashad Bateman needs to take a big step. Um, when it comes to this offense, um, he needs to, it's expected of him to be a number one receiver. Um, so he's underrated in the sense that he didn't really get off to the great start last year in his rookie year. Um, so again, some of it's kind of warranted, but I think that he adjusts and ideally steps in as a number one receiver, um, along with, uh, JK Dobbins and just, just some of those guys that, um, uh, that the, the the Ravens and Lamar are going to need uh, to step up. Um. No, I couldn't agree more. I actually also said Rashad Bateman. I think he can have more consistent season, you know, with a healthy Lamar under center. You know, he is going into his second year. So, you know, a lot of room for improvement, a lot of room, you know, to make that, you know, bounce back, big leap. Um, I think he's going to be key, you know, along with, you know, Mark Andrews at um, – at tight end for, you know, and the Hollywood Brown's gone, you know, there's, there are catches to be made that are left on the table. And I think that Rashad Bateman is more than capable of taking that step. Um, as far as MVP, I think we're both definitely in agreement here. It's got to be Lamar. Yeah. I mean, if the Baltimore Ravens are going to, you know, make any postseason push, it's got to be at the hands of Lamar, you know, their playmaker. We know what he can do, you know, making passes, but also obviously with his feet, you know, on the ground. He truly is something special. So let's uh, let's segue over to the Bengals, Forbes. Who do you have as the MVP? You know, underrated, underrated difference maker. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, right off the bat, I think we'll probably agree on this one. Uh, this MVP as well. I got to go with uh, Joe Burrow. I mean, he's he was absolutely insane last year. Um, comeback Player of the Year. 
um, after tearing his ACL, MCL, and doing significant damage to uh, his meniscus. Um, threw for over 4,600 yards and 34 touchdowns. Um, he was the anchor for this team. Like I said, his connection with Jamar Chase is, is unrivaled by any other uh, wide receiver duo in the league. So um, I, I got to go with uh, with Joey Burrow as, as the MVP. And underrated player, I'm, I'm going to go uh, defensive side of the ball to uh, Sam Hubbard. I think that um, he's been one of the more versatile um, DNs in the league in, in recent years. And um, I think while he might not get the, the recognition that he should from, say, fans or, or um or people, he definitely gets it from uh, the Bengals, who just signed him to a four-year, forty million dollar extension. Um, so they definitely value him. Uh, if you remember in the AFC Championship, he was running all over the field trying to keep Patrick Mahomes contained at the end of that game and seal out the win, which obviously they ended up uh, doing. So I think that's uh, he's definitely an underrated player. He's he's going to be essential for. Um, that defense to really help Joe Burrow out. We already know how good their offense is. So um, I think he, he's a key player to really bring that defensive unit together. No, it's a solid take. I mean, you know what, Forbes? For MVP, I'm actually going to go with Jamar Chase. I mean, like, obviously, mm-hmm. I think that Joe Burrow is going to have, you know, plus 35 touchdowns, you know, another incredible year, you know, another year for a lot of improvement um, as well. But you know what? I think Jamar Chase has got to be one of the greatest. And I know this is very early to say, but I think that he is more than capable of being one of the best wide receivers the game has ever seen. This guy is a superstar. I think we saw it throughout the postseason, during the regular season. Like This guy is more than capable of putting up multiple 200-plus uh, yard, you know, t- one-touchdown games. Um he had an absolutely phenomenal season, and you know what? I think that this guy could be that you know game changer um, for time to come. For underrated guys, I'm actually going to stay at the wide receiver position. I think T. Higgins is also an awesome wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Obviously, he's a bit in Jamar Chase's shadow there, but you know what? This guy's an absolute stud that you know I don't think doesn't get all the credit he deserves. This guy finished with a thousand plus yards receiving and had six games over a hundred receiving yards. I think this guy's incredible, and I think that they solidify an explosive offense, especially if you're also incorporating Joe Mixon, who we haven't even spoken about, who is mm-hmm. also a great player. Yep. Um, so let's segue over to the Browns. What do we? Who do we think as the uh, key contributors for this year? Well, you know, I. I... For MVP, uh, obviously I was leaning towards going with Deshaun, but um, yeah, when there are questions of how much he's actually going to be able to contribute, I, I had a hard time putting him as, as the most valuable player. So I, I went with Nick Chubb. Um, I mean, he's absolutely been the centerpiece of this offense in recent years. Uh, quarterbacks, wide receiver, receivers have been coming and going, but he, he's stayed there. Um, powerful, agile running back who you know is always working for the team. He's an absolute workhorse. Um, I put he and Derrick Henry, you know, top two probably running backs in the league, in my opinion. Um, so I think time and time again, when they pull out great wins, it's when Nick Chubb has 100-plus yard games, is helping to establish the running game early. So I see him as the most valuable player. Um, he may not be the most impactful, depending on um, 
how suspensions, different things with the league work, but uh, I see right now as him the most, he being the most valuable player. Um, and then when it comes to, to underrated players, I'm, I'm going back to the defense again um, with another guy that I similarly feel like doesn't get enough recognition from the fans, but is appreciated very much uh, by his team, uh, is in Denzel Ward, um, mm. being an absolute star in, in, in the Browns secondary. Um, when he can remain on the, on the field, he has been plagued by injuries uh, in his first four seasons. Uh, he, he hasn't finished a, a full season um, and started every game, but he, first of all, he, he's got two Pro Bowls in his first four seasons. Um, he has 50 pass breakups since he was drafted in 2018, uh, which, ranks set, which ranks seventh in the league. Um, and the uh, Cleveland Browns just signed him uh, to a contract through 2027 and a deal that is right around, I think, a little higher in value than Jalen Ramsey's deal. So they definitely value him and what he can do for their defense and especially their secondary. Um, and so I think he's an underrated player who also needs to step up uh, for a Browns team that could have a rough go of it. No, it's definitely a good point, you know. Um, looking at the Browns, like you said, I mean, Deshaun Watson is going to be an integral part of this team, especially their offense, you know, that have a lot of parts, you know, that and a lot of quality. Um, as far as MVP of the season goes, I think I'm going to have to go, like you said, you know what, I'm actually going to stay all around on the defense. I think MVP of the season is going to be Miles Garrett. Uh, I think this guy is unbelievable, definitely a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer. And, you know, could lead this defense to, you know, and exo facto this team to, you know, maybe like eight, nine wins. It's it's very possible if all the things, you know, line up. Um, 16 sacks last season, unbelievable player. Um, as far as underrated player, I'm going to have to go with the second year in Greg Newsome out of Northwestern. Mm. Um, he showed consistency and composure. Um, I like the way he shadowed Jamar Chase week nine against the Bengals last season. And you know what? I think he's more than capable of taking another big jump um, going into his second year and playing phenomenal football against a you know, division with a lot of talent in the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about both of our, uh, our last place teams, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who do you have as most valuable player and most underrated player for them? So I started with TJ Watt, but I think I might do a last-second switch here. I think it's got to come from Najee. Uh, Najee Harris, an unbelievable running back, uh, as we know, but he's going to have to take a bigger step. He's going to have to take, you know, he's going to need to touch the ball over 20 times every single game in order for this team to be successful, and I think that goes without saying. Um, He's got to be that bell cow, you know, who the Steelers can rely on in short, you know, yard situations, but also to make plays, you know, also as a pass catcher as well. Um, As far as underrated, or undervalued goes, I'm going to have to go with uh, the rookie out of Georgia, George Pickens. I think he's destined to have a great year. You know, he could be, it could be said that he's the best wide receiver from this draft class. Um, You know, he's also going to be teaming up with Claypool and Deontay Johnson, who are both quality receivers. And, you know, that could pave the way for what could be an explosive offense if, you know, they can figure out what's going on at the quarterback position. Um, a lot of questions there, you know. So, but what? Who do you have as your 
Yeah. Well, first, I think the Pickens uh, is interesting. That that pick's interesting. Um, Because, yeah, I think he has great upside, but he's also one of those guys who who has tremendous downside. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was a problem uh, at Georgia and not in the sense of he was a problem for opponents. He was a problem for his own coaching staff when it came to unsportsmanlike conduct, getting in fights, um, and being pretty immature overall. So I'm, I'm interested to see how much he'll be able to contribute. Um, underrated player, I also went with a receiver. I went with uh, Deontay Johnson. Uh, I, I mentioned him briefly before. He's in, about to be in the, the fifth year of his rookie deal, and it's unclear if he will try and hold out for a deal or if he'll ask to be traded. If he is able to stay with the Steelers, I think he could be um, potential number one receiver. Um, yes, Chase Claypool's there, but there's a lot of drama regarding Chase Claypool, and uh, he's a distraction in my opinion. Um, Juju, honestly, it's a good thing that he's gone. He was a distraction and not the number one receiver that they wanted uh, in the slightest. Um, so. I think that Deontay Johnson is going to need to step up and, and play really well this season um, because he's also most likely going to juggle some uh, or juggle multiple quarterbacks throughout the season. Um, for most valuable player, I did go with TJ Watt. I mean, uh, in recent years, the, that defense is, I mean, we could almost say for their history, the, the Steelers' defense has been their backbone and um, their calling card. Um, and TJ Watt, I mean, 22 and a half sacks last year. I think he is angry that he didn't get the record. Uh, I remember it was, uh, I think it was the game against the Ravens and he, uh, he tackled Huntley in the backfield. Uh, but they, the, the NFL ruled it a, uh, a tackle for a loss and, and not a sack. So I think he's going to be coming out with a, a <laughs> vengeance to get that sack record. Um, he's, arguably the best edge rusher in the league and has been one of the most disruptive players since he's joined the league. So uh, I see him as being the leader, the guy who brings the team together when, yeah, they might be struggling as they try and find their offensive identity. He's going to be there saying, okay, our defensive identity is still here and it'll be here until you figure it out. No doubt. All right, Forbes, so now let's get into the important games of the season, you know, the critical games that could be the difference makers between making the postseason and not. So let's start off with the Ravens. Who do you have as their important opponent slash important game this season? I had uh, week seven home against the Browns. Um, You know, the the Ravens start off, they're going to have a tough schedule. Um... They're going to start off two. They're going to play the entire uh, AFC East in the first four weeks, starting off at the Jets, um, home against the Dolphins, away at the Patriots, and home against the Bills. Um, I think the Patriots, Bills, Bengals game, uh, those are going to be tough games. Those are going to be hard games for them to win. They're going to then go on another away game to the Giants, um, which, granted, they'll probably get that dub, but still, away game, it's always tough, always takes out of you. So I think this first uh, division game back um, from that road trip uh, is going to be important because I, I don't think they're going to beat uh, the 
um, Bengals in week five. So they need this uh, week seven win to stay in second place of uh, the AFC North. Otherwise, I think they're going to fall behind um, in terms of tiebreakers and things like that. So they can't afford to lose this conference or this divisional game. Um, so I see that as being a, a big turning point game. What about you? No, it definitely makes sense. Um, I went with the Week Five Sunday night game that when they host the Cincinnati, <clears throat> excuse me, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, that I mean will be a very telling game. I think that the Bengals, who we know, will be a threat to the division, potentially the AFC as a whole. Um, and this is a statement game for sure. If they can go and play at home and beat the Bengals comfortably, well, winning it all matters, I guess. So um, that'll be that'll be great for you know team morale, but also paving the way you know for the rest of the games they have after. I mean, who do they got? They have the Bucks away week eight. You know, then they're gonna go into a bye. And I mean, like, if they if they can get this result against the Bengals, you know, who knows what they can do in Tampa. And, you know, one thing could lead to the other. And Bengals are, sorry, the Ravens are finishing the season with 11-12 wins. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. And it's, you know, some of those early games are, are pretty essential for building that momentum. It's pretty necessary to, to go on a run in the NFL. So let's move to, let's move to the Bengals, who... Uh, I guess uh, I guess I'll start it off. I, I I think week thirteen against the Chiefs is is going to be a really important game. Um, they're hosting the Chiefs week thirteen, uh, primetime game. Obviously, that's a revenge game for the Chiefs, having um, lost in the AFC Championship last year. Um, I think that it, it's going to be end up being a really big game for playoff seating overall in the conference. Um, and I do think that. The Bengals will struggle uh, against the uh, the Chiefs this year, like they did um, in the first half in the regular season uh, when they played. Um, and I think that that that's a really important game for them to win. If they do lose it, they could be uh, losing their way out of the only bye um, in the playoffs. No, I mean, for me, it's got to be the Week 16 matchup they have at New England against the Patriots. I mean, let's take a look at their last four games of this season. I mean, Week 15 at Tampa, Week 16, like I just said, in New England, Week 17 at home against Buffalo, and Week 18, perhaps the pinnacle at home against the Ravens. I mean, that's a tough stretch, honestly, to end the season. And I think, to be completely frank, the most winnable game of those four is that away matchup against New England I mean if one thing leads to another I mean the Bengals might be again at a sitting at a 10 and 7 season I mean that would that would definitely put them below the Ravens and I mean those are four hard games especially if you're looking at the timing I mean last game against the Ravens that could be the for the AFC North matchup you know the Bills, I just think the Bills are a better team. I think that they're going to win that game. Um, and, you know, a meeting with the Patriots, who last season weren't the best team at home, you know, mm -hmm. could be a very winnable game and important one. So let's segue over to, oh, my God, too much to talk about. 
the Browns. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, we could be here for a couple hours if we wanted to fully talk about that one. I, uh, I it's I think it's tough to talk about matchups for the Browns this year because um, there's so much more uncertainty. Like, yeah, you know, you, you look at the Steelers and you're like, I'm not sure who's going to be the quarterback there. Um, but, you know, it's probably going to be Mitch Trubisky to start the season off uh, at some point. If Mitch plays like Mitch has in the past, Kenny Pickett will, will come in and, and take the rest of the year out. But it, with the Browns, it's so much more cloudy because – you could have a quarterback that's out for four, eight, or 17 games. Um, so, and there's, right now, there's been no timetable. They said, you know, the the hearing has concluded and um, like a punishment is imminent, but they've kind of been saying that. So I think it's important um, to acknowledge how much confusion there is on this season um, that Deshaun Watson, I think, think will be out for uh, I think he's going to be out for at least eight games in my opinion it should be the entire season um, when you have you know Calvin Ridley who bet on a couple games none of which were his own game um, and he gets an in while he was you know not playing he gets an entire season ban and um, we really you know granted there have been 24 civil suits and that's not uh, an indication necessarily of guilt but um, Deshaun Watson settled 20 of them um, which doesn't look great. And, you know, we've also just kind of been arbitrarily waiting for a punishment to just be given by the commissioner, um, which feels like what we do for, for everything. Um, it's just some random thing that Roger's going to decide on when he wakes up one morning saying, okay, I think he deserves this many games out. Um, There's no consistency. Absolutely none. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I could rant about that just about all day, but you have anything to add on that one? No, I mean, I think you definitely covered covered it, but I mean, like, there's just no consistency. I mean, between the fleet gate and, you know, domestic violence, um, you know, PEDs, um, weed, you know, I feel like the suspensions have just been giving kind of, you know, at random. Yeah. Like, it's tough to tell, you know, what do I think? I think that Deshaun Watson deserves at least half a season sitting. Uh, I mean, if you really ask me, the whole season, but um, do we think that's going to happen? answer is I really have no idea. Yeah. Um, so for matters of, you know, the podcast and, you know, just to continue this discussion, let's just say he misses half the season. Um, what do you give as the most important game this season for the Browns? If, if he misses half the season, um, then... I gotta say that probably week fourteen would be the biggest game coming back. That would be um, the first divisional game that they would have, and uh, for them to make the playoffs, that would be a must-win um, if they are even still in contention. So, um, you know, you you could also say at Buffalo uh, to you know the second week he gets back as as also an important conference game, but. Um, I think the, the divisional game week 14 at the Bengals is, is going to be very important um, to write them um, when they're most likely off track because Deshaun Watson has missed at least half the season. No, that's a good point, Forbes. And I think, I think I'm going to have to actually have to agree with you there. Um, 
I, for me, it's tough to even see the Browns having, you know, a moment where they could recover. I think the first half of their season, like, especially if you're looking at that last four-game stretch um, before their bye, is going to be very tough even with Deshaun Watson, and I don't see him playing in those games. But you know what? Even if he is, I think they're going to lose all four of those. Um, so most important game for me, it's, it's tough to say, but I'm just going to have to agree with you on that one, week 14. Um, so I guess that, uh, that leads us to our fourth and final team of the AFC North, um, the Steelers. What is their most important game this season? Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Week Six, home against Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I got a couple notes on this one. First, uh, you know, I think yeah, the Steelers are gonna start off with some tough opponents: Bengals, Patriots, Browns, Jets, Bills. Three um, of those five being away games uh, before they come back to play the Bucks in Pittsburgh. Uh, but Mike Tomlin knows uh, Brady well after seeing him uh, in. The AFC plenty of times during uh, his stint with the Patriots, um, and his I think stout Steelers defense is going to come to play and come up with some big plays uh, against the Bucks, and especially a Bucks team that's not ready uh, to potentially play in the cold. Um, so I think that the offense will also have a, a surprisingly cohesive game. Mitch Trubisky is going to be starting um, with. A rare clean performance for them. Um, do I think it's enough to build serious momentum um, and uh, you know continue that through the season? No, but this you know could be a nice highlight of the season of taking down the Bucks. Yeah, I'll probably have to agree with you there. Um, but I will say the most important game will have to be Week Ten against the Saints, coming off a of bye. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have a really you know tough first half of the season you know uh, I really do see Mitch Trubisky being the starter Um, I just think that's what's going to happen and don't get me wrong I could totally see you know to be frank the Steelers not winning many games until their (laughs) bye week Um, and then you know coming out the bye week they have a very winnable game uh, against the Saints and you know they make the switch and maybe throw in Pickett there and you know what, make win some games. Um, I think they're very capable when you're looking at the pieces they have on offense. I mean, we already spoke uh, briefly on their receiving core, you know, George Pickens, um, you got Claypool and Deontay Johnson. I mean, all quality receivers on top of having Najee Harris and a, um, you know, forcible tight end. So I think that they could definitely, you know, end up, flipping the script a bit there and also setting himself up for the following year. But I definitely do not see a postseason in the Steelers' future either, one way or another. Yeah, that's, uh, I'd say that's definitely something that we could, uh, we could agree on. Uh, I think that's, that about wraps us up. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, next week we'll have another two divisions to break down for you guys. So thank you, and we'll see you soon.